Man, those harmonies are tight. Tight, tight. Tight, tight, tight. Um, that was my thing. If I had to pick one thing um, vocally that I'm, I'm the best at, I think it's harmonies. Being able to blend yeah. with another singer. I think those are so big and important. Yeah. I think if I ever fucking recover from this um, throat issue, um, I think that would be something that I'd try to get back into. Like, literally professional um, harmonies. Like, backup singer kind of stuff. Where you come in and just, you know what I mean? That would be super cool. Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody. Um, so, Coop and I are doing a couple of uh, special vacation package-themed episodes while he's in Europe on vacation in, in uh, Poland, and I'm in Maine, in New England, uh, on vacation. And this is our second installment while we're away. Uh, and I have to give it to give it up to... Give it up. Oh, my God. What, what year is it? I have to give it up to Coop. Um, it's because of him that this theme is what it is um i'm a huge fan of documentaries i don't i don't know how to explain how much if i had to pick one genre like, like if if literally um i had to stop watching tv right and I'm, i and i and i love sitcoms man i love movies obviously i'm addicted i've been a tv kids from day one and it's prop it's unfortunate that that's the case but i'm not gonna lie i'm a, I'm, an, I'm a tv addict i'm sorry mom i apologize um but if I had to pick one genre that I could only, it would have to be documentaries. There's no way I could only, never. It's like seafood. <laughs> if I had to give up meat, I'd have to pick a sea. I'd have to keep seafood. I love documentaries. Love them. So Coop was like, "Oh, what did you think of Fahrenheit 11.9? I'm like, "What do you mean?" He was like, uh, "The Michael Moore documentary. He's most recent one." And I'm like, oh, "I didn't see it." He's like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" He was so worried about me that I had lost my mind that I hadn't seen this documentary. That he forced his way into my house. He drove forty thousand miles to my house. Knocked the door down. I was pleading with him to leave me alone. And he came in. He primed up my no, – no pun intended. Actually, that was that was pretty punny. Um, his Prime account. He po- opened up his Prime account at my house, and we watched Fahrenheit 11.9. And I'll be honest with you. It kind of blew me away a little bit. And that's what we're here to talk about today. Have you seen it? Have you seen it? Have you seen Fahrenheit 11.9? It's pretty um, – <coughs> it's pretty – yeah, it's pretty epic. Right? Now – I've always been a Michael Moore fan, yeah, um, because his documentaries are are informative and 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 fun to watch, and he's always been good at. It. Now I know people who do not like him. Um, people that I love and care about think that he doesn't do enough um, outside of the mainstream information, and I I can I can I can get on board with that. He also, and I hate to do this to people out there who don't quite fully grasp. The understanding um, – that, sound, that sounded um, um, condescending. I don't mean it that way. Who don't fully understand the, the, all the moving parts of our political si- – I don't understand them all myself. But the ones I'm referring to – I'm sorry, but if you like Hillary Clinton, I don't think you know Hillary Clinton. Um, I am not against women in politics. I voted for a woman uh, in 2016 election. Uh, I truly believe women are smarter than men in a, in a very general level most of the time. I don't like Hillary Clinton because of the choices she has made in her career. Um, and I won't get into the details, uh, but her voting record is terrible on war. Um, her uh, taking money from from Wall Street is is across the board terrible. Um, you name it, she really has made poor choices in her entire career, and I stand by that. And we'll get into those details in another episode, but that's not really what I want to talk about. Um, but Michael Moore supported her. Whether he did it because he was afraid of Trump, I don't know. But he did, and he didn't do it in that way. He was like, she thinks she's a great lady, like the way, yeah, 
So uh, that's an issue, too. I don't love that, so I question some of his positions. But overall, I do like Michael Moore's work, and I think it's really informative and really necessary. And this documentary kind of blew my mind. Yeah, as a, as a documentarian, he's a, he, he knows how to do his stuff. He changed how, how documentaries were kind of done. I mean, was Roger and Me his first? I think, yeah, it was one of his first movies. Um, and it was uh, the, the uh, GM... Uh, CEO Roger, what was Roger's last name? Um, I don't remember. But that, if you haven't, if, I mean, if obviously people have seen Michael Moore's work, um, but if you haven't seen Roger and Me and you like what he does, you got to backtrack to that one. That's like Roger 20, B. Smith. Roger B. Smith. Okay. Wow, the most common last name, and I couldn't remember it. Yeah. Um, so this sucker opens up, and it shows the 2016, um, like the night of the election, and. It, we were all there. It wasn't that long ago, and the Hillary camp is going nuts. It's girl power to the nth degree. Katy Perry is playing on everybody's cassette Walkman, um, and <laughs> Hillary is raising her arms, and they're chanting, and we're like, we believe that she will win. They are so stoked. They're, the the media, the news um, cycle is, is predicting 85% chance she's going to win. I'll be honest. I was convinced. I'm like, she's going to win. There, I, I said it. I was like, there's no way Trump can win this. He can't. There's no possible way. There's not, there's not a sing, There isn't a single appealing quality about this guy. And at least Hillary has created a following, even though when you ask those people, what do you like about Hillary? They really can't tell you. In fact, oh God, I wish I remember this guy's name. There's a great uh, YouTube um, um, channel with this guy who actually interviews people on the street. And every time when people were Billy Eichner, no Billy on the street, no, that's uh, the best one. Really? Yeah, it's so good. It's so funny. I'll, I'll send you some. Okay. Yeah, I don't know that 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 name sounds suspect. Oh, he's a Broadway actor. Oh, uh, he's he's actually one of the new voices in the new Lion King movie coming out. Um, okay, so far you're selling me. Super sounds funny. like a nice guy. Yeah, he's super funny. Uh, very openly flamboyant guy, but like hilarious. And he does this show, Billy on the Street, where he like runs up to random people in New York on the street, just walking, commuting, whatever. And he's like, "This just happened. What do you think about it?" And like, <laughs> and he'll go up to people, like with he went up to people like with Will Ferrell during the Christmas time, dressed as Elf. And he's like, what's your favorite Christmas movie? And Will Ferrell's just standing in front of the person in an elf outfit. Right. And then they'll look at him and go, uh, elf. And then Will Ferrell goes, yes, yeah. And they, what like, does he do when they don't say elf? Uh, he, like, talks shit to them. Like, not well, Will Ferrell was like, what? And then Billy Agner will be like, well, you don't say that dumbass when he's right there. And, like, wow. walks away with the microphone. That's and, like, mean. <coughs> Although so people funny. in New York can handle it. People on the street in New York can totally handle it. I yeah, please send it to me. Um, no, the the person I'm referencing, and I, I'm sorry, I, I, it's been again after the election. I kind of dipped out. I, I was like, well, this is fucking farce. I can't, I can't. So I just really stopped because during the election, during like 2015 to 2016, um, I was deep into all of the things. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, yeah. Ask any of my friends about my opinion on the time, and it was it was a hot button topic. Um, but this guy would like go to um, different um, voting places or or sometimes it was like Hillary book signings and he just at, and really nicely like hey ladies like why are you like what do you think of Hillary and they're like we love her she's the best blah 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 and like like why do you like her and they'd be like she's a woman 
she's just so great. Like they, no one had any inform, like actual information yeah. of why they liked her. It was fucking enlightening. You're like, wow, people just. Just bandwagon. They don't really know policy. They don't really know That's history. That's the world we live in, Mayan. I know. Everybody's a bandwagon fan. It's just Not everybody. That's not fair. There are a lot of smart people out there who know their shit. But unfortunately, and I'm going to say this, and people aren't going to fucking like it, but if you liked Hillary Clinton, if you like Hillary Clinton, you don't know her. And if you don't know her, it means you don't research, which means her fans don't research. Hillary Clinton supporters don't know shit. Sorry. But it's true. A handful might... But if you know Hillary Clinton, it's really tough to support her. Um, even just just taking money from Wall Street and never voting on the side of the people, using people as shills. When she went to Vegas and did that and sat with that little Mexican girl who was afraid of her parents getting deported and was like, oh, baby, it's going to be okay, and then didn't vote in the way to support Mexican immigrants, I was like, you, you've got to be kidding me. Hmm. What I mean— the but, the uh, I mean, but let's move past this because I don't want to just bash Hillary Clinton the whole episode. I'll do I'll do it. It's fine. Yeah, but I don't want to. Okay, well then say <laughs> something else. Let's talk more deeper into this film. Don't it's, tell me what you're gonna say. Just say it. Uh, all right. So you hadn't seen this movie yet. What was your biggest takeaway from it? My biggest takeaway was that the Flint water crisis was created. It mm-hmm. wasn't a buy. It wasn't. Oh no, the pipes are dirty. Something broke. We got to fix it. It mm-hmm. was. And I hate to give it away, but... We uh, gave you this. Literally, what's his fucking name? Rick Snyder, the yeah. governor of Michigan. Yeah. Um, literally t- cl- turned off the, the, the spigot from the, the, the pipeline from, Lake, from Erie. Lake Huron. Oh, Lake Huron or Lake Erie? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Lake Huron, bro. Is it? Maybe it is, yeah. Um, anyway, and, and, and connected the, the um, Flint's or uh, lots of different areas water supply to... Um, the Flint River, which was polluted with not many things, but lead, including lead. Um, so if you haven't, yeah, if you haven't seen Fahrenheit eleven nine, um, and and again, I I feel silly, but having dipped out of the political spectrum a year and a half ago, I was really grateful to Coop to showing to to making me watch this because I truly thought it was just. Bureaucratic bullshit, corruption, sure, that wasn't helping the people, but I didn't know that they had intentionally started funneling dirty water, polluted water into Flint because they wanted to build a new pipeline that wasn't necessary, that it was a a project based on greed and profit for um, construction and big business, and that when they got busted for doing it, they still didn't change the water back to Lake Huron, the fresh water for the people. And they and they lied about um, the lead levels in the in the kids' systems. There's this one really um, amazing uh, woman. I'll make sure I, I get her name right. Um, shit, where did I put her name? Um, she was the 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 social um, representative of the of the testing for these kids. April Cook Hawkins. She was the case manager. Um, and they were doing tests for the kids, and the 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 acceptable levels of lead in their system was uh, three point five. I don't remember if it was milligrams or picograms or whatever it was. It was three point five, um, and of the of the kids that they referenced on this particular sheet, I'm sure there were thousands. Um, but this particular clip on the movie, and maybe maybe he he cherry picks and sh- but there's a handful of kids at least where their levels were 6 to 14, double, triple, quadruple, quintupled the allowed levels, the, the safe levels of, of lead. 
and they were telling this woman, April Cook Hawkins, to just list them as 3.5. They were like, don't don't put the real numbers. Just list them as, as acceptable. As acceptable. And she's like, what are you, what are you talking about? And when she about? reads the numbers off, it's like 7, 7, 7, 6, 5, 7, 7, 14, 12. 14, 12. Yeah. It's so sad, dude. It's so it's, fucked. And it's, yeah, you, I, you, it's almost like you can't write it. She made copies of these of these of this documentation that they were trying to suppress. Yeah, and and I think uh, the documentary was accurate. She said that it was the first person she actually told was Michael Moore. Yeah, yeah. The the yeah, especially in that those scenes of this documentary, and then leading into and then when Obama comes and leading all into that, it, it's just like. It's so unbelievable or like against what you would think would happen or roll out mm-hmm. after people finding that like it's like feels like a movie or it feels like a thriller or something that's just so outrageous. But then it, I, when I first wa- saw the documentary, I started thinking, well, like, wow, during this time, I remember seeing stuff on Flint uh, in social media and I remember the crisis going on and I remember not understanding it fully. And that must be because so much information was suppressed or so much information was hidden or or didn't get out um because it because i mean if on national news i just don't get it it's like it's impossible to comprehend because it goes against your best judgment your common sense to be good to people to be kind to be considerate to not create a profit but be good to people but and then they're just straight up like poisoning people after they find out that 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 there is lead poisoning and kids are getting sick and and grown-ups are dying to not think then or to have yeah to not think then well I know for a fact that what I did is poisoning these people mm-hmm. it the water's contaminated but I'm not going to switch it back and then switching it back just for the auto general motor so what Coop is referencing is <laughs> they they pushed back instead of instead of fixing the problem when they when they were busted for contaminating the water supply, they just hired PR people to spin it to make it sound like it wasn't a problem. Yeah, and then they found out that the polluted um, Flint water supply was corroding the GM <laughs> parts, oh, God, and they so switched the water supply back to Lake Huron only for the GM plants. And not the people. It's a level of it's a crime. It's a kind of a crime that is you you think to yourself, how is it possible that a human being or a group of human beings could do that? Like again, like you said, even when they found out, they still doubled down. But I swear, and I I don't know. I mean, we use the word sociopath so much nowadays. It's almost lost a lot of its cachet. It doesn't. It doesn't even mean much anymore. Um, it does, but it feels like it's overused. This guy, Rick Snyder, the um, the governor of Michigan, who used to be the CEO of Gateway Computers back in the '90s, made millions. Decided he wanted to get into politics, and when he got into politics, he and he became uh, the governor of of Michigan. He almost instantly instituted a state emergency situation, which allowed him to circumvent all of the elected officials so that he could then make choices like this one to create construction work under the under the guise of needing needing to be done when it didn't simply for profit and for greed. And when they busted him and he hired PR instead of fixing it, you have to and then you hear him do interviews and you're like, 
this guy's a sociopath. Yeah. He doesn't, just like Trump, doesn't possess the chemical capability in his body, in his brain, to feel empathy, to actually go, oh man, this is actually hurting people, children, ruining their lives for generations, because it was really great, and I didn't write her name down, I'm so sorry, the doctor that we really liked in the documentary, who talked about the lead poisoning in, 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 a, in a mother, in a woman, would show up in her, like, grandchildren, in their DNA. It changes, the lead poisoning changes the DNA of your generation, generations after. It's, it's a kind of crime <coughs> you couldn't, like you said it, when we're, you couldn't write it, you couldn't make this up. It's yeah. the kind of evil that people, ourselves, normal people, with regular uh, amount of, with a regular connection, the chemical uh, uh, ability to create empathy in our brains and feel for someone else who is just like us, but from a different perspective, who would be like, oh my God, turn the Huron water back on. We made a mistake. Jesus Christ, we didn't know this was happening. No, we're not going to do that, but we're going to fix, we're going to help GM. To not, like, that's a, that's a level of insanity. It has to be. There's no other way you can explain it. It's, a, it's an imbalance of the normal, healthy equilibrium of the human mind and brain and body. And there's, I don't know how to explain it. I, I mean, none of us do. Dr. Mona Hanna Atisha. Okay. Yeah, she was great, man. She talked about um, um, her family. Her dad was, um, her mom was a teacher. Dad was, can't remember the dad, but they were, she was like, we had the American dream. Um, they had, you know, they made good livings. We, the, uh, we went to school and, and I became a doctor. She was like, that that American dream doesn't exist like that anymore. Yeah. It only exists for the people, the elites, the people with money. Um, the American dream has totally changed. Now, there's still pockets of the American dream, of course. Right. Um, but this is, I mean, I hate to, I hate to put it in these terms, but it's, it's the American nightmare. It, it truly is yeah. to be, to have generations of your family destroyed by capitalist greed. That's what it comes it's down crazy. to. Crazy. Yeah, it's really nuts. And here's, and again, this is just a quickie, quickie special episode for our vacation time, so we actually have to cut it short pretty quick. But remind us how how the movie, how the documentary ends. What happens um, when the crisis and the Flint crisis, the water crisis, gets so big that the White House, that Obama can no longer ignore it? What happens after that? Well, he comes. Um, and his visit isn't perceived very well. Uh, he kind of takes something that was so big and killing and hurting a lot of people and kind of minimizes it by, you know, explaining, uh, referencing a time when he was a kid and, you know, he would have a paint chip here and there and that would maybe contain lead. Yeah. And it almost just, yeah, it just minimized their He minimized situation. the fucking situation. And it was really, it was really, it wasn't really, I don't know, it wasn't a good look for him. But good I, look, I, it was a strategic fucking choice. Why would, in that position where Mr. Fucking Perfect, who's always there for people and always there to help because he's always making the right choices, comes in and the people of Flint were like, thank fucking Jesus. Yeah. Our savior is here. Finally, we're gonna get the recognition. They're gonna fix this shit. And he comes in and after a few minutes at the podium, he asks for a glass of water. Yeah. And someone brings him a glass of water. And he literally says to the world on camera while he's sipping the water, he's like, this isn't a stunt. I was just thirsty. Smiles, drinks the water, and then minimizes the lead poisoning. It was fucking 
insane. And right yeah. before he came out, Rick Snyder comes out and for the first time in Ever. this says, "Oh, I'm apologizes for yeah, the situation." Yeah. So they had some kind of agreement. I'm going to come out and apologize. You come out and back me up. They do the thing. The people of Flint are aghast. They're like, "What the yeah. fuck just happened?" And then what happened next? What is? How does the? How does the? Uh, well, they start doing military training. They start in doing Flint. military exercises yeah, in Flint, crazy. Michigan. Without, of course, I mean, why would they warn the people? Without warning the people, without any notice, they start holding drills. Yeah. They start bombing abandoned buildings. A tank, tanks rolling in, helicopters. <laughs> it was fucking. And I don't know. I don't. Clearly, Michael Moore put that in to make some connection. I don't know to what extent that unfolded that way, but you can see the corruption doesn't stop at that local level. It continues all the way to the top. And don't get me wrong. No one has been as eloquent and as um, as better, better a figurehead in the Oval Office as Barack Obama. The guy is brilliant and, and, and handsome and chill and never fucking messes up a word. No malapropisms. No no poor cadence or bad grammar. The guy is a fucking professional. But when it gets down to brass tacks and you have moments like this, you have to ask yourself, was he really a great president? Is president being a fancy guy who's handsome and speaks well, who's always makes the right choices at the podium? Or is it your policy choices is it I, I, how you deal with tragedy and and these kinds of did, levels of but corruption he, but he did after the fact he did do stuff to help flint and what he well he brought f- five million dollars in aid mm-hmm. i was reading um what kind of aid he declared it a state of emergency he did, did he did he change the water back to the lake huron yeah after the after after the whatever his name left yeah the water went back to lake huron when who left Rick Snyder? Uh, I believe so, yeah. So how long was that? Uh, what's her name? Their new uh, governor now. Um. And this has started in 2010 when he first got... 15. So how, how much longer? Yeah, they switched back. The city switched back to Lake Huron Water in October 2015. So as soon as Rick Snyder was out, and his immediate profits were no longer actually happening. The new the new governor came in and, yeah. and did the right thing. Yeah, but Obama made a, a couple of things. Like, you know, he also made – I don't know if it was him personally, but he did the $5 million in aid. And then also all of Michigan, if you were from Flint, mm-hmm. got free bottles of uh, – all, all, everybody from Flint were allowed to have free water. So free bottles of water, free bottled water. Mm. I mean, that's um, – so during that's, the, that's during, a no-brainer. Of course. Yeah. And – but I, I will say, like, yes, every good president has probably made bad decisions because I get that in every human this makes crazy. Bad decisions. But we're also, talking in about, this, but we're also talking about choosing corruption over justice. Yeah. But also in this crazy profit in political in politics, it's just kind of nuts. You're, you're always not going to you're never going to be the good guy. You're always going to. But you're always thinking about, like, you know years down the line so you might have to make a fucking shitty decision to maybe benefit something that's even bigger than that or something that's That's, i I don't know i've never been that's true sometimes you you have to you know who knows we have no idea like there well we do have ideas we have all the evidence in front of us for the most part um that these presidents in general make choices based pardon me on their on their capitalistic cronies they don't do it for the people now this is the reason why they burned bernie why the dnc just 
a corruption across the board, anything they could. In the same documentary, one of um, the most amazing aspects, and actually I wrote a couple things down so I wouldn't fuck it up. Um, it was the West Virginia Democratic Party. Even though every single county, all 55 counties in West Virginia during the primary went to Bernie. Every single, do people understand what that means? Every county, a whole state, 55 counties, every single one went to Bernie, swoop in superdelegates. They have video at the, at the DNC convention. The West Virginia um, representative for, for uh, the Democratic Party comes in. 19 votes for Hillary Clinton, 18 for Bernie. Yeah. She didn't win a single county. She got, she got the support. She got the votes because of superdelegates. Yeah, how many T- times do you think that's happened? What I'm saying is it's you fucked. can't – that's a level of corruption you can't ignore. If, if nothing else from this particular podcast that you look at and go, what, that's fucking crazy outside of the pollution and the greed and the not fixing it for not helping the people – it doesn't you know what that says is it doesn't matter if you vote motherfucker your vote doesn't count yeah. don't go out and vote it doesn't matter we're going to do what we want to do everybody voted for this guy yeah we're not going to give it to him do you, that's profound that is american democracy it's not a real democracy yeah. it's the kind of problem that needs to be fixed and as long as we're we're using electoral college it's not mm-hmm. that is elite level gerrymandering used to create a situation where you put someone in office that you want because they're going to support your interests now bernie's running again if this shit happens again is it the last straw for who like i'm already done i don't believe yeah. in our system I want to support those who are still fighting, and I will, and I'm probably going to get all fucking jazzed up and involved again, and I want to support Bernie if he keeps being the man. But if it happens again where they push him out or all of a sudden there's hinky shit going on in certain districts and there's voter fraud but not from the voters but from the Diebold system, from the computer system, from the throwing out voting records and not counting um, absentee ballots and all the shit they do every fucking cycle, are we going to remember that? Are we going to remember that this time? Mm. Who knows? Anyway... Who knows? We, yeah. I'll still vote. It's fucking, of course. Yeah. It's tough not to, but when you vote for a system that is corrupt, you're voting for validating that corrupt system. You have to remember that. Well, I'm, I'm in hopes that hopefully at, at a certain point, the, the people that we want that do make smart decisions will get to the level where they can alter and change this fucked up, broken system. Well, that's what we're shooting for all the time. And it's a slow climb, but that's why I— It's an evolutionary incremental time uh, climb. So it doesn't happen all at once. It feels like it sometimes, but we're living in Hollywood America sometimes. Yeah, it's crazy. It's all media. It's all facade. It's all distraction. Those things are constantly happening. You have to be fucking diligent to learn the truth. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. So yeah, watch so. Fahrenheit 11.9 if you haven't. It's on Prime. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you, Cooper, for making me watch that. It, it, it reinvigorated my 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 zest for uh, for justice and and uh, yeah, we're gonna you know now that the election's coming up, probably gonna have a few episodes like this once in a while so we can not compromise every fun episode with politics. But um, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be great. Thank you guys. Um, we'll be uh, we'll, we'll be, be back we'll be soon. we're gonna be yeah, it's gonna be crazy next couple of weeks. And we'll be on vacation, but we're going to tell you about it next time, and, and you'll, you'll come along with us. It'll be fun. All right. Later. Later. Cooper,